That's why you're here today, to talk about Jesus. To talk about that friend who is, who is like no other friend that we've ever had. He's like no other friend that we will ever have. And if you have your Bibles this morning, you, you can read there in, in John chapter 15, as Jesus, Jesus talks about being the true vine. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. And He makes an appeal to all of the world to come and abide in Him. Come and be a part of Me. Come and be a part of something that is so much greater than you. Come and be a part of something where you're going to receive hope. Come and be a part of something where you're going to have peace in a world that knows no peace. Come and be a part of something that's going to bring joy in a world that is so defeated in so many ways. He's saying, I am the vine. Come and abide in Me. And I just hope and I pray that everyone in this room and ultimately everyone in this community and everyone that we come into contact with can hear and feel and experience that relationship and that message because that's at the core of who Jesus Christ is. Come and abide in Jesus Christ. You know, he, he, he makes these statements. He, he makes these statements as he continues on in verse 9. And we won't break this text apart maybe as we commonly would. But, but he, he makes this point of his love. The love that he has for you and for me. You know, I, I'm convinced that, that there are so many people in this world who wonder if anybody loves them. They wonder if anyone loves them, if anyone really cares. Uh, I, I was thinking. I don't know if I should use this illustration or not, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna pull a I'm gonna pull a, a, a Confederate Railroad reference, and that's a country music band that went went the way. But but they used to have this song about how Jesus and Mama they always loved me, and, and I always wondered about why does that resonate so much with people. Right, because it was popular at a time, whether you remember it or not. You probably don't have that good a taste in music, Bradley, but I do. Okay. It was popular. It's because people want to know. There's somebody that loves me. There's somebody that cares about me. In spite of who I am. In spite of my shortcomings. In spite of my sin. In spite of, of the, so many ways that I have disappointed and I have let down in my life, there is always and still someone that loves me. And Jesus has a message for us that, that is the, the motivation behind everything that He does. That He loves us. And we need to know that. We need to understand that because, because I think that understanding that colors and affects everything that we do. He says there in John 15 and verse 9, He said, Jesus said, He said, Just as the Father has loved Me, I also loved you. So abide in my love. Verse 11, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be, may be in you, and that your joy may be made full. What is He saying? Why did Jesus do what He did? Why did Jesus come into this world? Why, why did He live in the flesh? Why did He die on the cross? Why is He going to come against us? Why in the world does God care about what's going on in my piddly life? Most of the people in the world, 99.9% .9 of the people in the world, millions of people 
If you ask them about who Wes Hazel is and what was going on in Wes Hazel's life, do you know what they'd say? They'd say, who's Wes Hazel? Why are you talking to me about that? Why are you talking to me about some, about some young preacher in Tennessee? And I, well, I don't care. But yet the God of all the universe, the Creator of all the world, the Savior, He knows and He cares. That when I go before God and I pray, He says, I know Him. I know who Wes Hazel is. God knows me. God knows. God knows who Buddy Rinks is. God knows who Bill Shadell is. God knows who Daniel McKay is. McCain is. God knows. I get the last name wrong, but God knows it. Right? God knows those things. Why? Because He loves me. And because He loves you. And Jesus is saying, that's why. Why does God want? Because. Because He loves you and He loves me. It's one of those things that we sing about and it's so simplistic, but yet it is so profound. It's so deep. It's so overwhelming. He showed it to us. He showed it to us. Verse 13, Jesus said, Greater love has no man, has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. Jesus said that before He went to the cross. Jesus is trying to prepare His disciples. He's trying to tell them, I'm about to go and I'm about to die. And they're trying to discourage Him. And Jesus is saying, don't you know? Don't you understand why I'm doing what I'm doing? Even if you don't know it now, I want you to get it. I want you to understand that when I've left this world, that everything that I've done, going to the cross, allowing myself to be beaten and crucified and shamed, I did that for you. I did that because I loved you. And some of you have seen and some of you have been moved by this, by this amazing thing that is called love. It is love that we see in the form of Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus said in John 3 and verse 16. For it is God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. I need to know that. Why does God say what He says? Sometimes, sometimes we, I speak to my children and they get mad and they don't like it. Or they're telling, and, and, and what do I want them to understand? I want, I want them to know it's because I love you. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't care about your life. I wouldn't take the time. I'd say, go out and do whatever you want to do. Live however you want to live. I love my children. I want my children to know that their, their God loves them. <coughs> We need to be having that conversation. We need to stop taking it for granted because it's easy to take it for granted, isn't it? Well, everybody knows that God loves us. Everybody knows that Jesus loves us. Let's have a conversation about it. Let that be the topic of conversation. When you go back to the potluck and you're sitting around that table and if you have one of those awkward silences, I just want you to, I just want you to look across, Lee, and I want you to say, did you know Jesus loves you? You say that, all right? Make sure even, your, even to your brother you say that. Okay? Because it's the truth. That's at the foundation of what, he's, of what He's trying to get at here. That Jesus loves us and that Jesus loves them. And the reality is He wants you to love Him back. But He says, abide in my love. I want that to be reciprocated. You ever wanted somebody to love you? I've talked to a lot of people over the last few months who have, who have told me stories about love and how they wanted to be loved back. 
They wonder if anybody loves them. Jesus loves you. He wants you to love Him back. He didn't die on the cross so that we could just keep going on about our lives the same way that we've always gone about our lives and always gone about our business. That's not why He died. He died because He wanted, he wanted to transform us. He didn't want to just, just want to transform us away from, from, from what we want to be. He wanted to transform us away from sin, away from a, way, from a path that, that, that leads to death and to destruction. Why? He wants something. He wants to change us. He wants to transform us. That's why He died on the cross. That's why He says in verse 10, He says, If you keep My commandments, you will abide in My love. I'm trying to show you a better way. I'm trying to show you. I'm trying to show you through my sacrifice. I'm trying to show you through my holiness. I'm trying to show you through my word. We've got too many people in our world that talk about love that means nothing. Where love is nothing more than a feeling. Love is a feeling. I know that love is a feeling. But if all that love is is a feeling, that's not love. Love demands a response. Jesus begs and pleads and dies for a response. And so many of you have taken up that response in your life and, and the angels rejoice in those things because that's why Jesus died. That's why He bothered to love us. Do we understand that? Do we reflect that? Do we, do we stand as lights in a world of darkness and when someone says, why are you so different? It's just because Jesus loved me. And I'm responding to His love. He's made all the difference. He loves you and He wants you to love Him back. But He doesn't just want us to love Him. Jesus wants us to love one another. He wants us to love one another. Do we understand that that's a part of what it means to love Christ? It's to love our brothers and sisters. Jesus said this to a group of men who had done a whole lot of fighting. He did this to, 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 to a group of men who had trouble getting along. Their favorite conversation was as they went along was to talk about who was going to be the greatest. And we read over those things in their words, but have, can you imagine the conversation? Can you imagine if when you went back to the potluck, if you sat there at the table and you, and you tried to figure out, okay, at this table, I'm pretty sure that I'm greater in the kingdom of heaven than you're in the kingdom of heaven. Now who wants to sit with me? Nobody wants to sit at that table. That's who they had been. There, 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 had to, there was anger. There was animosity. James and John had their mama going to Jesus, asking for special places. Who do you think you are? Jesus looked at His disciples and He said, when you see what I'm about to do and you, and, and you, and you, and you hear the, the, the invitation that, that, that I'm giving to you, I'm telling you, if you're going to reflect my love, you're going to have to love one another. This is my commandment. Isn't that what he says? So this is not a take it or leave it sort of thing. He says, if, if you're going to follow me, he says, this is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. I know that some people aren't lovable. Some of the disciples were not very lovable. You go and you read their history and, and, and you read some of the things that they did and that they said, that they were so different. Jesus says, you love them. You love them the same way that I've loved you. 
Listen, me loving someone is not contingent upon how lovable that person is. Me loving someone is contingent and it is demonstrated by the same love that Christ gives to me. Jesus Christ has found some way to love Wes Hazel. And He knows things about me that none of you know. He says, as a body, you find some way to love each other. You work it out. Because that's what it means to be in me. That's what it means to abide in my love. It's one of the greatest marks of Christianity. Jesus says, this is how people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. I want people to come and be a part of a body that loves one another. That can express the joy that we have in Christ with one another. That can be brothers and sisters. Even though we may be very different in the world, there is such a diversity of people who are here this morning. I'm looking around and I'm thinking, you know, there's no other place in life where some of these folks would ever come together. But yet we come together with a bond that is greater than anything else in life. It's the bond of Jesus Christ that draws men together. Jesus is the example who for His own children, for His brothers, for His sisters, He was willing to give up of Himself. He gave up His own pride. He gave up His own possessions. He gave up His own flesh. Why? He says, that's who I am. And that's who I'm calling you to be. Come and walk in those footsteps. Because I love you. And I want you to love me back. And I want you to love each other. I want you to be my friend. John 15. John 15 and verse 14. Jesus says, You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer, He says, do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. What's He saying? He said, I'm not, I'm not holding cards with you. I'm, 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 not, I'm not holding things back. I'm not working some devious scheme amongst you. I'm not just telling you the things that you want to hear to get the response that I, that, 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 that I want to get. That's not the relationship He's looking for. We have so many people in our religious world today that manipulate, manipulate, manipulate. This is not about manipulation. This is about friendship. This is about an open invitation of someone who loves us and cares for us and a people who love you and a people who care for you who are saying, come. Come. There is a man. There is a Savior. God in the flesh who has died for your sins. I want you to know that. You think everybody knows it. I don't think everybody knows that. I think there are a lot of people who don't realize that somebody's died for them. They know, they've heard of Jesus, but they don't know who Jesus is. They've heard about your God, but they don't know who your God is. I want to tell the world. I want to tell my friends. I want to tell the people that I find myself in social situations with. I want to tell them about who Jesus is. And that His invitation is for us to come and to abide in His love. To come to walk in a better way, to walk in a way that's, that's counter, counterintuitive to mankind. But it's a way that does not lead to death. It's a way that leads to life instead. 
He's so open about those things. Jesus is so open about those things. Why? He says, because I have called you friends. And I make it known to you. That's, that's how we do evangelism. That's how we share. That's how we come to a friend like Jesus Christ. You see, the greatest problem that we have, He wants to do something about it. Not, not does He just want to do something about it, like we want, to, we want to end world hunger. We want to do something about all the death and the disease and the people who, who are still... We want to do something... Not, not like that. But He wanted to do something about it and He did something about it. Even at the expense of His own life. That's not about mankind. That's not just about me. That's about you. That's about every man as he stands before his God. And in the day of judgment, friends, the day of judgment is coming. It really is. It's one of the major themes of the New Testament. One day, the clouds are going to appear and Jesus is going to come again with all of His angels. And we're going to stand before God. And we're going to give an account. And friends, none of our lives are going to measure up. None of us are going to have done enough or been enough. We're all going to stand there. And you know what's going to matter on that day? Who you know. And who knows you. That's what's going to matter on that day. Do you know Jesus Christ? Do you know God our Father? Do you worship Him? Do you praise Him? Do you follow Him? Have you been baptized into His death? Do you walk within His will? I know that He loves you. Have you told Him? Have you shown Him that you love Him? And that His death, of all the great things that have happened in all the history of the world, means more than anything else to you. Friends, if you haven't, here's your opportunity. To come, to come and have a friend like no, like no other our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Why don't you come as we stand and as we sing?